This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. I will say, as tough as everything has been, it has not been a boring off season, would you say, Hanno? No, it sure has not. Uh, the only thing boring is we're not getting any players of any quality on the organization. No, it just seems like we're getting more and more of the uh, the behind-the-scenes information coming out, all the stuff that they've been hiding the, the Mariners deep state uh, basically <laughs> has to going on. I know uh, people are talking smack there on Reddit, right? Uh, Ninja. Yeah. You know, people are waiting for the, the shoe to drop. What's next for us. Something's got to happen, right? You'd think, I mean, they got, we know they got $20 million. So, I mean, they can get something, but right before we were about to go on here, we were, we were actually going to, uh, talk a bit about some hot stove guys, some pieces that possibly would work for the Mariners and just talk about them. And I'm sure we'll follow it up here on another episode of how we didn't get them. <laughs> but, uh, Hanno, you sent me this article that uh, seems to be getting quite a bit of uh, feedback here. And this is the article by Ryan Divish. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about this article here? Oh, he's just uh, just kind of asking why John Stanton needs to be more transparent. He kind of goes over all the excuses or reasons why John Stanton pulled the rug out from Jerry uh, as far as what his plan was and which money was allocated for this offseason. And he just basically asked questions of that need to be answered by uh, John Stanton. I thought it was really good. He's basically, you know asking all the questions that all of us fans have been asking. So uh, it's great. I really enjoy it. I, I encourage everyone to read it. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, sometimes Seattle times articles are not free, unfortunately, and maybe some of our listeners uh, don't live in the state. So how about we just read it to them really quickly here. And then we'll yeah, that's, a, that's a nice thing to do. Hey, it is the holiday season and we are in a giving mood here. It starts off, it's not enough for John Santon to be present at games, walking through the concourse and checking in with employees, or perhaps conversing with fans who recognize him before heading to his front row seat in the Diamond Club. There's more to be in the face of the ownership group. It's not enough that Jerry DePoto and Scott Service answer questions about decisions they didn't make, but still must endure. DePoto tried to talk around the unattainable situation that became obvious at the MLB winter meetings using terms like payroll flexibility to discuss trades that screamed of salary dumping 
and yet still refusing to discuss a budget that changed a few weeks into the offseason. Meanwhile, Service must somehow try to explain this mess to his team leaders like J.P. Crawford, Cal Raleigh, and Ty France, who had already developed a healthy distrust of ownership, following the years of wondering why they don't do more to help them win. It's not a matter of Scott Service providing justification. It's about building acceptance for things out of their control. Quote, we're trying to do the best with the cards we've been dealt, Service said. Quote, I guess it's the best way to say it. A t-shirt with a sad-looking service holding two diamonds and a nine of clubs and a few chips in front of him is probably being made right now. For service, it was the only way to say it without openly questioning ownership's commitment, especially when the person dealing the cards and the folks that own the deck aren't talking. It's not enough to portray Comcast Xfinity as the evil, greedy corporation that ruined their off-season because, well, the company developed a reputation long before the decision to charge subscribers more to watch the Mariners, Kraken, and Trailblazers. Xfinity may have provided an impetus for their actions, but Seattle's ownership still has the ultimate culpability for either not anticipating it or not having a better plan to offset it. And let's not forget the previous three off-seasons where there was a maximum expectation and minimal investment. It's not enough to say you want to win a division title and bring a World Series championship to the city and then do so little that it appears that the organization will remain the only franchise to never appear in a World Series until MLB expands to 32 teams. Over the last 22 years, there have been so many unkept promises and one postseason appearance. Seattle has hosted as many all-star games as it has MLB games in that span. Benefit of doubt is earned, not given. The last remaining shreds of credibility the organization might have carried with the fan base have been decimated in a disastrous offseason. It started with Dopoto's comments and tone in a highly criticized end-of-season news conference. The offseason went from dreadful, skipping worse, in the progression to failure with the revelation that the team's payroll budget is so limited that DePoto and GM Justin Hollander had to recreate payroll dollars just to add players. It's difficult to believe that just under 14 months ago, the Mariners lost to the Astros 1-0 in an 18-inning marathon to lose the 2022 American League Division Series at T-Mobile Park. Even in defeat, optimism for a brighter future and more success in seasons ahead prevailed in the fan base. And now it's just murky and gray with uncertainty and unanswered questions. It's time for the Mariners ownership group, specifically John Stanton, who inherited these duties in his role as chairman. What is happening with the erstwhile franchise and what it means moving forward? You can't preach about providing organizational transparency and accountability when it's going well and then remain silent when it's not. You can't continue to ask for patience from fans after it's clearly run out. You want trust? You want cachet? Start building it and providing some clarity to this muddled mess of an offseason. After fans helped the Mariners draw 2.7 million fans in 2023, their most in a season since 2005, they deserve to know why the dollars they invested in increased ticket prices, which are going up again this season, and costly concessions aren't being reinvested into the MLB product. 
It starts with the team-owned regional sports network, Root Sports Northwest. When Xfinity, the largest cable provider, announced it was moving Root to its most expensive programming package on October 10th, ownership concerned that many fans might refuse to pay the upgrade or cancel subscriptions completely, decided to reduce the expected payroll budget for the 2024 scene. Was it another risk-adverse decision or a prudent reaction to numbers projected or determined? The Mariners' why in all of this has been implied without anyone from the organization saying it on record. Providing answers to some of these questions might offer up some understanding for their recent decision-making. How many subscribers have committed to the upgrade? What are the projections for subscriber retention or attraction moving forward? Why is this so debilitating to their finances? Is it due to the cost of Kraken and Trailblazer television deals and minimal ratings for those games? They've never released how much Root paid for the four years of the broadcasting rights for the Blazers or the exact length of the cost of the Kraken TV deal. Perhaps more importantly, it should be asked how the Mariners weren't ready for this situation. Should they have expected Comcast to do this after Warner Brothers Discovery, who owns 40% of Root, announced it was getting out of the RSN business? It's also fair to ask why the Mariners' ownership doesn't reinvest more dollars into the organization to help offset the unexpected financial uncertainty. With MLB still trying to figure out how to keep regional sports networks while embracing streaming, are the Mariners going to operate with this sort of payroll in the seasons ahead? The goal of owning a professional sports franchise isn't to make the most money. It's to win the most games and championships. The Mariners didn't invest enough in the 2023 team, and they didn't win enough games to reach the postseason. And the organization has never played for a championship. Do they not see the window of ultimate success is closing faster than expected without investment? Let's be clear. The Mariners aren't broke or leveraged. They have money. They make money. They have the potential to make money. It's not as if Root is filing for bankruptcy like Diamond Sports Group, which owns Bally Sports Network, the regional sports network of 14 MLB teams. Sources say Root isn't suffering heavy financial losses. It just isn't generating as much revenue as expected or desired. The Mariners are a profitable organization. While they have disputed the Forbes reports of their high revenues and valuations, they aren't going to offer up any insight on their finances either. They have maintained financial viability even in the years when the on-field product was abysmal. They know how to make money even under the worst conditions as their former president, Kevin Mather, once boasted. But where are those revenues going? Former CEO Howard Lincoln often said that ownership didn't pocket any profits generated by the team and instead reinvested every dollar back into the organization. Not every dollar should or would go to player payroll, but it seems like it's been less than it should be. The Mariners need to provide some clarity for the sake of the fan base that's been patient longer than reasonably expected. Anything else? Well, it's not enough. You know, I would, I would want to argue that it's not about the team making money. It's about increasing the value of the franchise. And even if you're breaking even every year, the value of the Mariners brand name and franchise is going up and we want to become like the Yankees and like the Dodgers where we're, you know, a hundred billion dollar franchise. So 
not making money. What I think people are frustrated is ownership is not willing to invest their own money to put into the team to make all out. We can, what did we make? 98 million last year or something like that. But how much more were the Mariners be worth as a franchise if we went to the playoffs and went to the World Series? And how much, you know, that's, that's what I got to say about that. Anna? Yeah, I mean, it's always been known that owners make their money on a franchise when they sell it. It's always been the case. Um, my, You mentioned Mather. I mean, yeah, he – Remember that video that came out when he was depicting Julio talking about how he couldn't speak English and, you know, all those other things that he let the cat out of the bag with having, you know, cashless at the uh, T-Mobile park and all that stuff. But he also did talk about, you know, these other things that are coming to light now, too. I mean, he was so arrogant talking to the Rotary Club about everything. And uh, now this article, I just thought Ryan did a nice job of just depicting all the things and asking the the correct questions that everybody wants to have answered. You told us you're going to have the rebuild. You told us to be, be be patient when the time was right. And we had our core, we were going to go after it and spend the money and put this team over the top. And they've done the exact opposite. Yeah. It's like we're living in bizarro land. Uh, This would be expected if you were, let's just say the San Diego Padres, right? You've, you've spent and you've spent on payroll and you're not getting the results. I could see an off season. I can understand an off season. Like, Hey, we got to, we got to get rid of some of this money and start getting a new plan here together. This makes no sense for what, what the Mariners have been doing with their Ascension, especially with their young core. Well, the Padres, too, they spent so much money that they overspent and had to get loans just to make payroll. I mean, it's a bit totally different situation, too. So, But, yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, the the one line that I really like the best, and, it, and, it, and it's how all fans feel, and it's really professional sports for these folks is, you know, it's it's playtime. And, and I just like how he writes, the goal of owning a professional sports franchise isn't to make the most money. Uh, it's to win the most games and championships. And that comes back to what I said. The, the owners make their money off the sales. Sure, the Mariners are making a ton of money um, while they're still owning it. But, I mean, look at what they bought it for compared to what it's valued, they said in this Forbes thing, but the Mariners disputed. I mean, it's just skyrocketed compared to what they bought it for. But, um, yeah. I like that, I like that they <laughs> I, I, – it's so irritating. They'll – dispute that claim but they won't make a statement on what's going on good point absolutely and you take this behavior that they're doing and if you said the san diego padres were behaving this way given that they've had to get loans to you know to get and they've had to take out loans to get back into the black i could understand all of this what the Mariners are doing and the history of what they are and the value of the team going up and the profits that you're making. And then, and then I look at the whole situation with Bally's. All right. They're going bankrupt, right? Shit is hitting the fan for Bally sports. We're not part of Bally sports, part of root sports on Xfinity. And they're not taking, according to this article, huge financial losses. So it doesn't make sense. And um, I mean, I pulled up the, the whole Xfinity like what people are angry about. And that is 
you know, let me see right here. It says Xfinity, um, the package that you have to upgrade to the ultimate package for $68 a month. Then you have to get the $26 a month broadcast fee and the $10 a month regional sports fee. Yeah. That's almost a hundred dollars. And then you have to um, pay the rental and the equipment too. So it's almost $120 more this year, some shit like that to get the Mariners on TV. And I'm not refuting that that's bullshit by them, but I'm also going to say this. If everybody can just, if you're listening, if you want a secret, listen, I'm, I'm only in Seattle part time up there. I'm down here in Los Angeles. So I've had to pay money for years to watch this team. I have to get the MLB subscription, but my, one of my neighbors down here has enlightened me in the last couple of years uh, for any sports, NFL, whatever I'm giving a, a secret. Cause we are the underground podcast. Uh, again, uh, Proceed with your own caution or whatever. Go to StreamEast.io. StreamEast.io has every sport, every pay-per-view. You click on it, then you pull up the player. It'll send some pop-ups. You click out of those pop-ups. It'll keep doing that, keep doing that, and then finally you'll be in. You can watch the games. That's a little, that's a little hack here from uh, the rye bread and mustard people. I've I've had to use that when they're down here playing the angels and I can't make it to the game or if I'm in the same market where you can't use the MLB app, I've, I've done that. Um, so, uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> nice. So it, anyways, we're going to do a whole episode, I think on this whole Xfinity thing and it's in its own and it's in its own. I, what I do want to talk about here because all three of us go to games. We got the season tickets. We've had them for the last two years. We didn't renew. We didn't renew because of the price increase because it's happened two years in a row. It's not just this year. It went up basically about 5 or $6 a game each year, which what breaks down to about what about $1,100 more for the particular seats that we have. We decided not to do that this year. Um and I'm interested to see how many other people haven't done that. You guys said you've heard things and read things because they're not going to report that. But on Reddit or in social media, have you heard of other people just not renewing their tickets? I know our friend Mike and and, and CJ aren't as well. I have. I've seen a couple articles, actually. But um yeah, people aren't renewing their season tickets. Basically, what both the articles said. Yeah, I've I've seen that quite a bit too. And it's not only that the price increase; it's the distrust in the team um, coming into last year and not making the moves and putting in the the necessary, you know, quality back into the club and making certain moves. You know, last year was just a stinker and. Um, People are frustrated in that. It's it's a lot of wait and see right now. Pull that up. But, I mean, another big reason, I think, is they have all these special pricing days. Almost two-thirds of the games, you can get in the ballpark for a lot cheaper than are expected because they lower the prices right before, you know. So It does. If you why, can... why... Go ahead. Why get your season tickets when I can pay $10 at game time? And go sit in Eggers anyways. Yeah. Another hack. Uh, 
they have those ten dollar center field tickets for what most Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday games, and most of the time you can go on whatever vivid uh, or uh, game time or StubHub or SeatGeek, and we can tell you we can tell you this as season ticket holders. The season ticket holder reselling for most games, we are taking a loss. It's because the team stinks. Well, that's a good ending to that uh, section. <laughs> that's a good. <laughs> the team stinks. 